Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Church, it is Pastor Aaron here, and I'm so glad that you are at church today. And can I just say, Merry Christmas. I hope you had an amazing Christmas with your friends and with your family. What a great time we had on Christmas Eve celebrating our King that has come. And I know God's done amazing things in your life this year. And I just want to take a second and welcome those who are here with us for the very first time at every location. Welcome to church. We think it's a big deal for you to be here today, and I wanna invite you back with us next Sunday. We have our Vision Sunday, very first Sunday of 2020. We would love to have you there. And if you're looking for a good church family, can I just be the first to say, welcome home. I think you found it here at Radiant Church. Hey, Radiant, we have had a monumental year. We've launched locations. We've seen more lives changed than ever before. And on behalf of my wife and I, can I just say thank you. Thank you for being a church that prays first, Thank you for being a church that's so radically generous. Thank you for being a church that's so loyal. You show up in force. And I truly believe that together, we are going to continue to see lives changed for eternity. I wanna remind you that you can continue to give through the end of December 31st to make it count for 2019. So thank you for being radically generous. You can continue to give to our Building for Tomorrow campaign, which is gonna help uh, uh, buy and purchase a facility for South Tampa. We're still raising funds for that, so you can give towards Legacy or you just give online. But thank you, and let's continue this year strong, and we'll go into 2020 ready to change the world. I'll see you next Sunday for Vision Sunday, and then we're gonna go into our 2020 series that I'm so excited about. Today, we have an amazing opportunity to hear from all of our location pastors at every location. We have four location pastors that are gonna bring amazing messages today. Jacob Peterson at South Tampa, Kyle Williams at The Heights, Kenton Martin at St. Pete, and June Tavares at Brandon. I love these four men of God. They're incredible pastors, incredible husbands, incredible dads. God's using them in amazing ways. So why don't we show honor at every location? Why don't you stand to your feet? Let's show honor and love as your location pastor comes to the stage. Come on, give it up for him. Come on, Radiant Church, lift that up to Jesus right now all over the room. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We are so glad you're here today. We're so honored that you've decided to come. Real quick, we're starting to pack in here, which is so exciting. So if you have an empty seat next to you, could you just kind of scoot in a little bit? Kind of scoot in, press in, get to know your neighbor this morning. They got some new cologne for Christmas. They trying to try it out this morning. Again, we're so honored that you're here. Uh, it's an exciting day here at Radiant, and just I want to take a moment to even say what Jesse said earlier, and welcome all of our first-time guests. It's a big deal that you're here. Radiant, can you make them feel welcome right now? And I'm so excited about today for tons of different reasons. Number one, I feel like I have a word from God for you, but also, uh, you know, normally we broadcast the services here to all of our other locations, Brandon, St. Pete, at the Heights, uh, but today we're not streaming those. As Pastor Aaron said, that each location pastor is sharing a word to their campus, and so I, I get to do just a little bit of family talk this morning, and I want to do that and just start by saying how much of an honor it is for my wife and I to be a part of what God is doing at 
at Radiant Church, our South Tampa location. We love you guys. We are praying for you guys. We are a part of this community. Our girls go to school right down the road at Ballast Point Elementary. We, we live right here in the heart of South Tampa, and it is an honor to be here, a part of what God is doing. So if you could, just give God another hand clap of praise right now for what he's doing here at Radiant Church. It's such an honor to be here. And uh, man, I'm excited about today because, you know, as a, a preacher, you know, the last day of the year, you can go a lot of different ways with that. Like, I mean, I, I, as I was getting ready for this and praying to it, there's a lot of different options and a lot of different words I could share on, but I really feel God has given me a very specific word for you today that I'm super, super excited about, you know, as it being the last Sunday of the year, which is a big deal, but also the last Sunday of the decade that's very, very exciting. And how many, like, Christmas lovers do I have in the room? Yeah, right, now, this is, this is the true test of whether or not you know someone really loves Christmas if the tree does not come down after the 25th. It comes down after the first. Amen? Like, it... But if, if the lights don't come down, if they're still on your house in February, you might be from Alabama. But anyway, that's a, I can say that joke because I'm from Alabama. But anyway, you know, the, the true, you know, I love the holidays. I love Christmas because at Christmas, it's like we go all out. We bring out the good food, you know, like the good desserts. Like there's just sugar everywhere. And I love to go in on the holidays. Let me just make this statement, and it is a true statement that will be backed by science for all of history. The greatest dessert there has ever been created, period, are Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. <laughs> I'm telling you, these fancy chefs have nothing on Little Debbie. Those Christmas tree cakes just hit different. They're so perfect and moist and round. And the icing, it's just amazing. And the little green sugar crystals on top just add the perfect. Yeah, it's just very, very good. You know, around this time of year, I like, you know, I'm drinking hot chocolate. I'm eating peanut butter fudge and Christmas tree cakes. Anybody can just bear witness in their spirit with that with me. And it's just like, I love this time of year. And there's something, there's a phrase that I, I like to say that helps me through my holiday eating. And you might, if you're like me, I've been saying it since Thanksgiving. But if you, you know, this past week's been a pretty heavy week. So, you know, I, I normally say something like, well, you know, December 26th is a new day. I'm turning over a new leaf. And you know what? The first is coming. I'm going on a juice cleanse. Whatever master of torture developed a juice cleanse needs to be imprisoned. Can I get a witness? Like the only juice cleanse I want to go on is the juice that comes from my, tr my fried chicken tenders. Can I get a witness? That's the only juice I want. You know, like, you know, but, but I, I, coming to the end of the year, I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm about to go for it. I'm setting all these resolutions. It's going to be amazing. But let's just be honest. No one in the history of humanity has ever completed a New Year's resolution. You know it's true. None of y'all have, and you better not raise your hand and say that you did because you're lying, and God sees your heart. He sees you right now. You, no one's ever done it. We're always like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get my schedule on lockdown. Uh -uh. Come March, we right back where we were December 26th. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 
This is the time of year where we're constantly setting goals and we're excited for a new year, 2020, and for a new decade, which is a big deal. We get so excited about that. But I'm afraid that unless we make some slight adjustments, we will never arrive at the finish line that God has called us to finish at. Because as you know, our, our vision of as a church is to take you from where you are now to where, where God wants you to be. And sometimes we're not able to land where God wants us to be because we, we miss some key elements that are huge in getting us to that place. So I'm going to start by reading scripture. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 2. Colossians 3, verse 2. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, no words, we're going to throw it up on the screen. Listen to what it says. It says this. Set your mind. Everybody say set. Your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Now, when I read this, the first thing that came to my mind, you know, I, I was reminded when I was a kid, and the way that you got respect and the way you got street cred as a kid was how fast you could run on the playground. You know what I'm saying? Eye of the tiger. Like, it's like, you know, if you were, if you, you had a debate with your friend and it was heated or you had a crush on a girl in a class and your friend had a crush too, the way that you solved it was we go into the playground and we're going to run. We're going to do one loop around the monkey bars. We're going to go up the slide, jump through the swings, and the first one back wins. Like, don't you wish that's still how we settled things? As adults, like, just, I wish, you know, if you're in the, uh, in the middle of a disagreement with your wife, it's like, put on your Nikes. We're going outside. <laughs> Winner does dishes. You know, like, that would just make life so much more easy. Like, that would be so amazing. But, but whenever you're getting ready to race, whenever you're getting ready to go, what, what always were the three words that we would say? You'd say what? Ready, set, go. Ready, Set, go. And what I'm afraid of is that we get so excited about the go that we forget the set. We forget to, as Colossians 3, 2 calls us to, to set our mind on things above. Because what I've learned is what you set your mind, what you set your mind on determines your destination. What you set your mind on determines your destination. Now, we talk a lot about giving God our heart, giving God our life, giving him our everything. And that's awesome. And that's right. And we have to do that. But listen to what Matthew 22, verse 37 says. Uh, someone comes to Jesus and they say, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds and says, love the Lord your God. Listen, with all of your heart, soul, mind. And strength. I believe that in order to become the people God has called us to be, we've got to give God our mind. We've got to give God our thinking. So today, I'm going to give you three ways. I'm going to give you three ways that here we are about to jump into 2020. You're setting your goals. You're getting ready. You're getting dialed in. Three ways you can set your mind. The first one, you can write it down, is repent. Touch your neighbor and say repent. Touch your other neighbor and say, no, you really need to repent. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You know, when I say that word repent, oftentimes it's like everyone is kind of like, oh, is it hot in here? Like, I thought this was the Grinch guy. I thought he was going to be funny. Like, 
And he's talking about repent? Some of y'all just making that connections. I've been wiping green makeup off my face for three weeks now. <laughs> Amen. Some of you are like, there's something about that guy. I just don't know. You know, you know this, wait, repent? Like, isn't that like a, don't we just hear like angry street preachers say that? Like, repent. But listen, can I tell you that repentance is not a bad thing? Repent, to repent is not bad. There is power in repentance. There's power in repentance. Jesus himself, when he came and began to preach, his first message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I want to share with you what this word repent means. If you break down this word in the Greek, the word is translated as metanoia, which means to change one's mind, to change one's mind for the better, to heartily amend with abhorrence of one's past sin. So it shows me this, okay, that when you repent, yes, there is that element where you are broken over your sins. You are confessing to God, God, forgive me of my sins. I, I did this. I messed up in this area. But it's not just enough to say it. We've got to change the way we think. I want to tell you that repentance is a verb. That when we repent and we come to God in brokenness, we say, God, this area is in my life. I need your help. I need your help fixing this. When we do that, not only do we have to confess our sins to God, but we've got to change the way we think about that certain area of our life. Because I want to tell you this this morning. I want to encourage you. Listen, when the enemy comes, the first place the enemy is going to attack is your mind. Now, when I talk about the enemy and, and you know, and I, and I mentioned, I, I'm going to throw some different things about how the strategy of the enemy and different things like that. Now, when I talk about the enemy, your first mind immediately goes to like some red dude in spandex with horns and a pitchfork. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the devil. Like, no, like, you know, when I talk about the strategy of the enemy, Paul even said, we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. We're not ignorant of the devil's schemes. Like showing that Satan has a strategy, a strategy to destroy you, a strategy to take you down. And oftentimes I think that we can believe that we think his strategy is like this super intense, overt attack. Like you're in your room and the room goes dark and the pitcher starts shaking and some red dudes comes out like, oh, I'm the devil. Give me your soul. I'll play the fiddle or something stupid like that. Like, like and, you know, we can think like that. But, but I want to tell you this morning that the enemy is patient and he has a strategy in doing that. And oftentimes the enemy, when he tries to destroy our lives, he'll come in with just a thought you know, he'll come in and be like, well, you know, your husband really doesn't appreciate you. You know, and there's that guy at work who's always so nice. He's just always so encouraging. Or, oh, your, your ex friended you on Facebook. Maybe you should just check in and see how they're doing. And what you might think, and you might say, no, 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 like, it's just a thought or, you know, maybe the thought of like, well, you know, nobody at that church really loves you. They're just, they don't really mean that. They don't care about you. What you might say, well, well, well Jacob, that's just a small, itty-bitty thought. Can I tell you what else is small? A seed. 
And what the enemy will do, the enemy will come into your life and he'll just sow a seed. And since he's patient, he'll walk away. He'll sow that seed into your life. He'll sow that thought into your mind and he'll walk away. He'll come back and he'll water it. So I'm telling you what the smallest seed is out there. Every giant palm tree that you've seen around here all started as a seed. A seed. And church, when we repent, we are uprooting the lies and the seeds of the enemy in our mind. The lies and seeds of the enemy saying that this sin is who you are. This sin is your identity. You'll always be an alcoholic. You'll always have anger management problems. You'll always be wreck your relationships because that's who you are. No, no, no. Those are lies of the enemy. And when you repent and you change the way you think, God will uproot those lies in your life. We've got to repent. We've got to change the way we think. The second word I want to give you this morning is renew. Everybody say renew. We can read this in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. It says this, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Listen to verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How are we to be transformed? By the renewing of your mind. Do you get that? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen to what that said. The way that we are transformed is by the renewing of our mind. Now, if you begin to study that word renew in, in the New Testament, you begin to break it down and study that out, you'll find that that word renew means to renovate. And if you're like me, when I hear the term renovate, I think of HGTV. Any HGTV lovers up in here? What about, you know who I love on HGTV? Chip and Joanna. Chip and Joanna, if you're watching this, would you come to Tampa and hang out with us? We'd love to hang out with you. You know, they're just like goals. Like, you know, Chip drives this big old truck and like, has like a farm with living creatures on it that stay alive and like wears vests and stuff. And I'm up here preaching from a pink Kindle. I had to ask my daughter if I could use it this morning. Um, and he's just like, like, like cutting stuff. And if you've ever seen the show before, they go into a house that's really outdated and they begin to break things. They begin to tear stuff down, knock walls down. And let's just be real. This is South Tampa family talk. Whoever thought laminate was a good idea? Like, you know, at some point, and if this was you, it's all good. God covers it. But at some point, someone walked into their kitchen, saw their beautiful hardwood floors and said, you know what would look great in here? laminate floor with fruit baskets on it. And your husband said, I like it, let's do it. You know, one of the houses, I'll never forget, I lived in this house, that it had this matching, apparently colored toilets and sinks and bathtubs used to be a thing. 
Like we used to, raise your hand if you ever had, used to have a little colored toilet and bathtub. That's a lot of you. I'm sorry if I offended you this morning. Please forgive me. But I, I, I rented this house that had this like banana yellow toilet, sink, and bathtub with tile. That is fancy. Someone said that's fancy. Yes. That's when you're moving on up. Like, that was like a big deal. But somebody at some point walked into like a Home Depot and thought, you got anything in banana? (laughs) Well, we actually do. (laughs) And, you know, not only do they tear things down, but they always Build it back up with something new. And church, I want to tell you, when Jesus comes into your life, he comes in with a sledgehammer. When you invite Jesus in your life, he comes in to rip up that shag carpet uh, thinking. He comes in and says, oh, you know what? This is a little outdated. They still believe they're not worthy of my love. I'm going to rip that up for them. You know, because we got to break free from that Eeyore thinking. Y'all know who Eeyore is? I'm telling you, Winnie the Pooh had a toxic circle of friends. Piglet had a spirit of fear. Eeyore, Tigger, who even knows what's wrong with that dude? Like, but if we're not careful, our mindset can be, oh, woe is me. Hope North Korea don't nuke us. I'm just such a loser. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so down and out. When church, listen, we're called to walk in the joy of the Lord. Through Jesus, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are victorious. He has conquered death, hell, and the grave. And now as sons and daughters of God, we're supposed to live in that place. You know, and, and listen, the greatest way for you to renovate your mind is through the Word of God. I want to tell you, the, the Bible is powerful. Let's read what Philippians 4.8 says. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Listen, when you meditate on the Word of God, God renovates your mind. God renews your mind because what will happen is, you know, you'll, you'll start to feel sick, sick in your body. You don't feel, you know, got a sore throat. I got a runny nose. I got a fever. And you'll make the mistake of Googling your symptoms. And it doesn't even tell you what you got. It just sends you to the funeral home website because you got the black plague. You're going to die. Please don't Google your symptoms. And what will happen is the enemy will come in and say, well, 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 you know, your uncle died of that. So you are too. You're not going to see your grandkids grow up. You're not going to live a long and healthy life. Your family members had that, so you're going to have it. It's running the family. Can I tell you, you can look back at the enemy and say, well, guess what? 
I got a new family. I'm a part of the family of God now. He set me free. The Bible says, by his stripes, I am healed. That's what the word of God says. That's what the truth says. Well, the enemy will come in and say, well, you're always going to battle with that sin. You know, it's just true. You're, you're just always going to be a, a sinner. But the Bible says, he that the sun sets free is free indeed. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Come on, church. Give God some praise for the truth of the word of God this morning. He's going to renovate your Life. We got to get rid of that shag carpet thinking this morning. We got to rip up that laminate this morning. Amen. <laughs> the third thing I want to encourage you with is simply the word reset. Say reset. Now, earlier I read Colossians 3 2. Now I'm going to read Colossians 3 1, the verse that leads right up into that. And it says this If then you were raised with Christ, Seek those things which are above. Everybody say seek. seek. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. You know, I reading this, the word seek really stuck out to me. Because what I found is that in our lives, the enemy will do whatever it takes to keep you from your true purpose. And your true purpose is to know God. Your true purpose is to have a thriving relationship with him. Listen to what Matthew 7, 7 says. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. I want to tell you this, church. If the enemy can't destroy you, he'll distract you. So if the enemy can't get you to go back to your old lifestyle, get you to go back to the bondage, the drug addiction, the alcohol addiction, if he can't get you to ruin your marriage through an affair or anything, if he can't get you to do that, the enemy is more than happy with just distracting you from the main thing. The enemy will be more than happy just to keep, obviously, yeah, come to church, be a good person, but to keep anything from being God from being your number one desire in life. He'll, he'll, he's more than happy than just having you scroll Instagram rather than praying. Binge watch Netflix rather than seek, spending time seeking his face. Psalm 27, 4 says this, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I can behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Church, listen, we are called to have one thing in our life. I want to be like David who wrote that, Psalm 27. I have one thing, in my, I have one desire in my life, that's to know him. I have one thing in my, every single day I wake up and I have one desire, to know God in a greater way. Listen, when you pray, when you read your Bible, you're not just talking to thin air. You're not just going through the motions. You're not just doing a Bible reading plan. No, the presence of God is there. The living God is there. Listen, you can write it down in your notes like this. God seekers are God finders. 
God seekers or God finders. Seek and you will find. Listen, whatever you're seeking, you're going to get. If you're seeking a new boat, you will get it. If you're seeking a new house, you will get it. If you're seeking a new truck, you will get it. What if we devoted all of our focus on seeking God? What if next year, and listen, I got personal goals. I'm going to get more organized. I'm, I want to get healthier than I've ever been before. I have goals for 2020 and for the next decade. But my number one goal starting this next year is to know God in a greater way. I want to know his word in a greater way. I want to know his presence in a greater way. At the end of your life, listen, at the end of my life, I don't want to be known as a good speaker. I don't want to be known as someone who, who did this or did that. I want to be known as someone who simply knew God. I want my kids to grow up knowing the sound of my prayers in the other room. Make that your goal. I, I read the other day in a book that when a pilot... Pilots have this thing they talk about, about if you're one degree off of your coordinates, just, just one small degree off, if you are flying from LAX, or I'm sorry, from JFK to LAX, and you're just one small degree off, that's the difference between you landing on the runway and you landing in the middle of the ocean. I'm going to tell you, one degree can make a difference. And I feel this morning, you're not, you're not really off course. You're not really off track. If you are, it's okay. God can help set you back in order this morning. But if you're just a little degree off, this morning he wants you to reset back on him. You know, growing up, I um, never forget getting my first Nintendo, the N64. Amen. Greatest console ever made. And I remember being a kid, you know, on those consoles, there were two buttons. There's an on and off switch. Then there's another little button that simply said, reset. And, you know, when I was in the middle of a game and I wasn't doing so good, I didn't have any more mushrooms to give me another life. And I'm fighting Bowser in Bowser's castle trying to rescue Princess Peach in tense moment. And I knew I was about to die. I would just sneak up and hit that reset button. And I feel there's some people in the room today. 2019's been a hard year. You started off and you're like, 2019's going to be my year. And now you're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you were so excited about this year. You were so expecting. Man, by the end of 2019, my life's going to look different. And now not only does it not look different, but it actually looks a little bit worse. You've been through some battles. You've been through some fights. You've been attacked. I feel right here on the last Sunday of the year, on the last Sunday of the decade, the Lord's saying, it's okay. Just hit reset. It's okay. Let's just hit reset this morning and get a fresh start and get fresh life in you today. It's time for you to hit reset. I'm going to give two calls this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today. He said, Jacob, that's me. I, <laughs> I've lost my focus. I've been so focused on material things. I've been so focused on things that don't really matter. I've been so focused on, on areas of my life that aren't of God. 
and I want to reset. I want God to be number one in my life. I want to get my priorities back into check. I want God to be number one. I want 2020 to be a year where I know God in a greater way than I ever have before. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Thank you, Lord. All over the room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Second group of people, you're here this morning. You say, I need to hit reset. I've, I haven't been living for God. My heart's not right with God. If I were to die today, I wouldn't know if I would go to heaven or go to hell. I, I don't, I'm not right with God, and I want to get my life right with God. You want a fresh start today in Him. Right now, with no one looking, I just want you to slip your hand up right now. Thank you. Hands going up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this together as Radiant family. Let's pray. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe that you rose three days later. And when you rose, I rose from the dead. That in you, I have freedom from sins. Jesus, wash me. Make me a new creation so that I can live for you. In your name, amen. Radiant Church, can we give God a hand clap of praise right now all over the room? And if you raised your hand to have a reset in your life to get Jesus back as number one, I want to encourage you, start today. You don't have to wait till January 1st. Start today. Go home. Crack open your Bible. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in worship. And I believe that truly today is a new day for you. Uh, we're going to worship God uh, with giving right now. I want to celebrate a huge win that we had this past week. As you know, we celebrated our Christmas Eve services. Number one, I just want to say thank you for inviting your friends and family. Because of that, 3,700 people came across all locations. Such a big deal. Not only that, but 197 people made decisions for Jesus Christ. And that's only done by God's grace and your generosity. So we thank you for that. I want to encourage you. Last Sunday of the year, as Pastor Aaron said, your giving today still counts towards next year. So I want to encourage you. Let's give today. Let's go above and beyond. I'm going to pray over this and bless you as you give. Father, thank you for each person in the room. Lord, I thank you for your blessing on their life. Lord, I pray that as they have been so faithful to give, I pray that you would bless it back to them. Bless their business, bless their job, bless their marriage and their children. Father, I thank you that you promise that as we give, you're going to give back to us. God, we are in expectation that 2020 is going to be the greatest year of our lives and Radiant Church's life. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, shout amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.